If you see them inside, it's probably too late. Termites, that is. Notorious timber tooth Ted and his swarm of outlaws are always on the trail to the next meal, which might just be your house. But these home wreckers are no match for Terminex. With quick draw expertise and specialized training guaranteed to protect your home. That's been the truth around here for 75 years, and it ain't gonna change. Visit TrustTerminex.com to keep these pesky outlaws dead or outside. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Here's who we have tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. I was thinking the other day that we could actually take the Long Beach, California investigation. And if we examined each individual predator, it would be almost a year's worth of episodes for predators I've caught with Chris Hansen. I would do that. I mean, ultimately, we'll get to each and every one of them. There were 38 predators. We had 51 in Riverside. That is a whole year, basically. But 38 is pretty close. And one of those 38 predators I caught in Long Beach, California, was a guy you might remember. He became known as the 22-year-old virgin. It was right around the time the 30-year-old virgin came out, I suppose. He was also known as the pretend predator, or the curious predator. But his real name is Paul Clementi. And Paul is a very interesting character for a couple of different reasons. One, if you'll recall, he had a very graphic chat with a decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl. Two, he... He had a bit of a foreign accent, originally from the Philippines, and he was working very hard to Americanize his accent when he thought he was going to walk in and talk to a 13-year-old girl and then have sex with her. But when I came out, his accent became a little thicker. He also was wearing a no-fear shirt, crew neck, 
which he pulled up over his head in an effort to hide his identity. And it didn't work out so well, but it, it was pretty pretty entertaining at the moment. It would have been almost funny had it not been a case where a 22-year-old man was looking to rape a child, which was in fact the case based upon the transcripts, which I'll get into here in a moment, and the fact that he ultimately pleaded guilty in Long Beach. Now, Long Beach was very interesting for a number of reasons. The number of predators who surfaced the very professional Long Beach Police Department, the disturbing sentences that the predators got. The judge in many of the cases actually said he thought these men were lonely, almost took pity upon them, and nobody really went to jail. Some spent the night, but virtually everyone got suspended sentences, probation. Lifetime registrations as a sex offender. And it's so outraged so many people, especially in California, that the laws changed. The sentencing guidelines changed after this investigation aired. The investigation took place in September of 2006 in a modest home in Long Beach, California. And if you know L.A., Long Beach is not too far from the airport, just probably 20, 30-minute drive. So we set up, and predictably, almost immediately, guys start chatting with decoys from perverted justice. And after about three days of chatting, Paul Clemente himself shows up. Let me give you a sense of of this chat. Where are you at, L.A., you... San Diego. He asks her age. 13. You. 22, he says. Cool. Too young, then, he says. But then he asks, like older guys? Yeah. Don't tell me you're already doing the dot, 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 you know. Meaning sex. Huh? Never mind. You're too young to know. Now he's going to play this game as so many predators do. Feigning that he would never go through with this, that the girl is too young. He knows too much. It's not fair. It wouldn't be right. He comes around. She says, LOL, yeah, okay. So you get it, huh? Paul Clemente says. I've had boyfriends, she says. And you did? Did what? There's lots of things we did. He asks, the Porsche ride kind of thing? You know. She says, LOL, dude, she says. Just say what you mean. You're confusing me. Sex. Now he puts a asterisk for the E. So it's S. Asterisk. X. Got it. Six. Socks. Sex, he says. You did it? He asks. LOL. Yeah. Oh my God, when? Like five months ago. Oh my God, to be honest with you... It's my first time to hear a 13-year-old girl who had sex. Yeah, and it shouldn't be any time at all. It should be your last time. You should get offline. But no, he continues. She says, wow, lots of girls my age do. For the first one? Okay. 
I ask you something? He says. Yeah. You got can? No, my mom won't let me. You? He says, none. You saw my pick? No. You got more pics, he asks? Yeah, one sec. So some pictures get sent. And she says, my last boyfriend was 19. Show me one of yours. See it? He asks, yeah, you're cute. You serious, he says? LOL, yeah, what? Some girls my age said I'm ugly, he says. Well, that sucks, she says. You're not at all. That pick was before I work out. I lost 20 pounds after that. Cool. Well, didn't change a little bit. Are you good, he asks. What you mean? Handling a relationship with an older guy. Yeah. Long distance, he asks. No, we broke up when we moved here. Can you handle it, he wants to know once again. Yeah, I can handle having a boyfriend. I guess I got a girlfriend now, he says. Cool. Will you? Will I what? Be my girl? He asks. Yeah, totally. Even though it took a long time before we have sex. I'm in San Diego, remember? Yeah, but it's cool. I'm a very faithful person, he says. Oh, me too. You can count on me, he says. Yeah, you sure can. And so this chatter goes back and forth. He ultimately sends a picture of his penis. He asks for her address and says, why are you so scared? I'm not a bad person. I'm not scared. I give you my address when I'm sure my mom's leaving. If she'll be leaving Friday morning, I'll go, but not promising, okay? It's cool. Love you, babes. Now, he goes on during this conversation as it develops, and at virtually almost every turn, he says, I love you. L-U-V, trying to build this relationship with somebody he thinks is a 13-year-old girl. You're making me horny, he says. Really? I have a confession to make. Please don't be alarmed. Kay, she says. You're going to be my first. For real? The decoy says. See, I knew you won't believe me. LOL, it's cool. You sure? I'm shy now, he says. Sorry. I'm sure. Then again, love you. Thank you. Does size matter to you, he asks. Why, are you fat or something? Just tell me yes or no so you know. No. I'm just chubby, not that fat. I don't care. Cool. LOL, you're funny, she says. And then it's back to the plans for the get-together. So I see you naked? You want to? If you want to, I'm not forcing a girl if she don't want I'm not that kind of guy, but he is the sort of guy who would have sex with a 13-year-old girl. They talk about their date some more. We sleep together side by side, he says. So your mom going to New York this Friday. I'm planning to go there. Miss you. Hi. Yeah, she's leaving at like 12 Friday. You planning on coming here? Miss you too. What do you want to do? I don't care. Whatever you want. It's cool with me. I'm not forcing you. I'm down to do anything you want. LOL. You ain't forcing me to do anything. I'm down with anything too. Okay. We'll see. Love you. And then he says, so you still want me to stay with you? What about your neighbor's reaction? 
You can stay. We don't talk to our neighbors, so it's cool. Yeah, I know. We aren't talking to your neighbors. But what about their reaction if they see me? Now, he knows this is illegal. He knows it's wrong. And as you'll hear in just a little bit, well, he knows a little bit about to catch a predator. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, I'm often asked how I and my team deal with the very dark subject matter we sometimes report about. And the answer is very simple. Many of us employ the services of BetterHelp with great success. Let me give you an example. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. You need to talk about issues that are affecting you. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. Just taking a break from life in general. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp works so well because it's tailored to your needs. Not everybody is the same, obviously. Everybody's got different issues and problems that need to be addressed. And you can reach out to BetterHelp and find what you need to be healthy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Hansen. That's BetterHelp.com Hansen. He wants to know if the girl is living in a house or an apartment. He's from San Diego, he reminds her. I live in a house. What if your mom will be gone after lunch, then we meet somewhere, then we go to your house together? I have a car, he says. For real? Just thinking where I can meet you. He's being cagey now about coming to the house. He's concerned, as he should be. That's what I'm asking you earlier. What's going to be their reaction? He's back to the neighbors and what people will think. You think we can meet somewhere? You have a car garage? So when we meet, you can just remote, then just go in? She tries to calm his fears, the decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl. Then she asks, you going to bring condoms? Of course, he says. Okay, cool. How many you want? LOL, I don't know. How many you think? Look, I ask you one more time. I'm not forcing you. You really want to do this? Dude, I told you it's cool with me if you want to. You're the one who seems scared, not me, she says. I'm respecting you, that's why. How can you even have this conversation with a 13-year-old girl or someone you think is a 13-year-old girl? If I come over, I suck your tits and your pussy very hard, he says. It ain't gonna hurt, is it, she says. I'm not going to let hurt you. I'll be gentle, babes. Then he asks, you're good sucking cock? I never did it before. 
I thought you had sex before, he asks. I did, but I didn't do that. Okay, you got fucked in the ass? (laughs) No, me neither. I told you my first, remember? Yup. I try my best, babes. Want me to come on your face, he asks? So much for being considerate. You can finger yourself if you like. Wow, what a guy. Just say horny things, he says. Like what, she asks. What makes you horny? My dick, right? Yeah. So say something about what you want to do with it. For somebody who's a virgin, for somebody who claims to be so caring, considerate, who says in virtually every paragraph he loves her, he's setting up the rape of a child. Is it okay you buy a condom? Just fill out my gas and no money left. Just tell them it's for your science project, please. What is that about? He's got no money because he put all the gas in his car? Yep, you're buying the condoms. How many? I don't know. How many do you think? So now he's got the 13-year-old girl buying the condoms because he doesn't want to have them with him as evidence. Tells her he's got a Mazda. Wants to know what kind of condom she got. Trojan, she says. You got the Magnum? This texting continues. Virtually up until the minute he rolls up to the house. I'm here in front. Come out, he asks. Get out, I want to see you. So we have an on-site decoy... A young woman who looks much younger than she is. And she goes to the door and invites him in. And if you remember the setup in Long Beach, we have a little bar set up. And we have beverages on the bar. And here he comes. Okay, he's getting out of the car. Just stay tight and we'll go to the front door. Now, there's something else you may not remember about Paul Clemente's visit. He came... As I was finishing an interview with our previous predator. So he gets hustled out the back door. And authorities, the Long Beach police, detain him around the backyard area. And while that's happening, Paul is walking up the sidewalk to our house. Hi, how are you doing? Come on in. Now, we also have a hot tub set out in the back patio area. That's part of the ruse here. And there's been talk of getting in the hot tub. And the decoy is wearing overalls dressed as you'd think a 13-year-old girl would be dressed, a towel around her head as if she was just getting ready for this date. And he walks in and because the previous predator had just left through the back door, there are drinks already poured in glasses on the bar counter. And this is interesting because the decoy, the onside decoy says, pour me a drink, I'll be right back, I'm getting ready. And there's a moment where Clementi sees the already poured drinks, and it's an oh shit moment. Because Clementi has seen To Catch a Predator before. That's right, he admits this to me. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But in spite of seeing it, he shows up. He crosses this line between fantasy and reality. And 
While you might feel a little bit sorry for someone who's lonely with no sexual experience, who's a 22-year-old college student, I think you should feel way worse about the fact that if this was not a to-catch-a-predator's thing, if my crew wasn't there, if I wasn't there, and there was a 13-year-old girl and Paul Clemente showed up, there would be the rape of a child. And it really doesn't matter whether he was 22 or 32 or 42 or 52 or 62. It's an adult. And it's rape. All right, can you pour me a drink really fast? Because... Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just going to go get my hair ready. I'll be right back. Thank you. I'm excited, by the way. Me too. So you're excited, too? I walk in. And as you heard, I say, you're excited? And immediately he takes his T-shirt, as I mentioned, and pulls it up over his head, his No Fear T-shirt. Now, Mr. No Fear is suddenly very fearful I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he says. How you doing? I'm sorry. What's wrong? I'm sorry. Please have a seat. I'm sorry. What were you doing here? She said so excited to see me. She said she was excited to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is where the accent gets a little heavier. She said she's so excited to see me. Like that makes a difference? While our conversation is going on, inside the house... The Long Beach police go into the backyard to finish arresting the previous visitor. Okay, we're going to sneak this guy back to the trailer. As we're having our conversation inside, outside, the Long Beach police decide this is a good time to sneak into the backyard and arrest our earlier visitor. First subject in custody. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Question. When you're doing a Google search, DM, or swiping a dating app, have you ever worried you'd wind up murdered? Yeah, you may want to reconsider. I'm Patricia Brown, but you can call me Patches. While many online encounters lead to exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. The droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left. By doing what's called a ping, you can locate the last time that cell phone data was accessed. I Met My Murderer Online is the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into deadly encounters. I just cut a young woman into 14 pieces, but there was absolutely no sleep for me that night. If you are a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I didn't say anything bad, sir. You didn't say anything bad. He claims he didn't say anything bad in the chat. Now, we know better. You heard the transcripts, and you know, as I mentioned, he sent a picture of his penis to someone he thought was 13 years old. I want to show you something. Sir, please. You sent her that photograph. Sir, please. That, did you send that to her? Yes, sir. To somebody who said she was a 13-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Why did you sir, think that, that was an okay thing to do? Sir. Now, at this point, I'm trying to show him the photograph he sent. We have a copy of it, obviously. And he, he still has this T-shirt pulled up to his forehead. But he pulls it down just to, enough to see the picture. It admits that he sent it. She said it's okay. She said it's okay. So because a 13-year-old girl says it's okay, you do it. 
Sir, please, I'm not, I'm not a really bad person, sir, please. I'm not a really bad person, please, sir. He's desperate now. And he tells me he's never, ever done this before. Yeah, right. Have you ever had conversations like this with teenage girls on the internet before? No, this is my first time. Your first time. Yes. You know, I hear that a lot. Can you imagine why I'm a little skeptical on that? Sir, please. Well, virtually everybody who walks in this house says the same thing. I'm sorry. And I'm guessing that not everybody's telling the truth. Sir, I'm sorry, sir. Now, we've had, in at least one other case I can remember, a fellow who covered his face with a shirt that took place in Fort Myers, Florida. We had an update on him just last week. I don't want to be on TV, dog. David Schumacher, Jr. But this is the only one I can remember. People have tried to cover their faces... But he keeps this shirt pretty much up to his forehead, his hairline the whole time. And, and I'm starting to realize as I'm doing this interview that it's because he knows there are cameras in this house. He knows who I am. Do you ever watch television? Yes, I know, sir. You know what? The show, sir. The show. Yes, sir. Have you seen the show on television? Yes, a couple of times. A couple of times. That's right. He says he's seen the show on TV a couple of times. I ask him what the show is called. And you know what the show is called? Dateline. Dateline what? To Catch a Predator. Sir, I'm not a pretty predator, sir, but I'm just... You're not a real predator. No, sir. Just, just a pretend predator. No, I'm just curious, sir. A curious predator. I'm not a really predator, sir. Then he says, I'm not a predator. I'm not a predator. So you saw those other shows we did. Yes, then you probably know that I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and, yes, and you know the story we're doing. Yes, sir. So is there anything else you'd like to tell us? We'd like to hear it. If not, you can walk out the door you came in. Yeah, please. I'm just... I'm sorry. He continues to apologize. And I'm thinking at this point, how is he going to find the door with his shirt pulled up over his head? Maybe he can see through it. He seems to pull it down a little bit. My security guy, Ron Knight, comes out. The rest of the crews are out. And he starts to make his way towards the door. Now, because he's seen the show before, he had to know what was going to happen next, which was... A meeting with the Long Beach Police Department. Put your hands up. I'm not a criminal, sir. Put your fingers. I'm not a criminal, sir. He puts his hands right up and announces to the arresting officers that he's not a criminal, sir. The hell he's not. Clemente is charged with trying to have sex with a minor. The Long Beach Police had a trailer set up down the street, which was an ingenious way of quickly getting these people who were arrested, processed, and then taken away to be booked. At the time, besides being a college student, Clemente worked at McDonald's outside of San Diego. Ironically, he's got a twin brother. And also, as far as we know, it doesn't appear that Clemente himself has been into any kind of trouble since his arrest and appearance in To Catch a Predator. 
Clemente spent the night in jail and was bailed out. Ultimately, he was convicted later and sentenced to three years probation and lifetime sex offender registration. No jail time except for the night he spent in jail. He moved back to the Philippines and he married a woman in 2017 in a Catholic ceremony outside of Manila. He works for a call center giving technical support. There's some pictures that he posted on social media of the wedding. Bride looks very attractive. Again, it's hard to track these cases once the man moves out of the country. But it seems that maybe the pretend predator, the curious predator, the 22-year-old virgin who said, Sir, please, sir, please might have turned his life around. Let's hope so. As you know, I like to hear from you. This week's question is from Victor in the UK. Hi, Chris. My name is Victor. I'm from the UK, and I have been a huge fan of you and your shows and all of your projects for uh, numerous years right now, actually. I remember coming back from school and watching videos of To Catch a Predator on YouTube and catching up on the ones I haven't seen yet and just just enjoying the, the whole fan base as well. Um, I found it incredibly enjoyable and really insightful actually, especially for someone at my age. My question for you is regarding the broad internet culture right now and specifically Japanese anime. I'm not sure if you're too familiar with anime, but it's all well, Japanese cartoons pretty much. There are a lot of genres, and one of the genres I want to focus on is the genre regarding school kids doing uh, lots of different things. It could be the school life with romances and drama. It could be school kids finding monsters or solving a mystery. A lot of them, however, I, I remember as being really sexual, especially for who the characters were and their ages. And a lot of pornography as well surrounding school kids um, with that style is can be found online and have a very big dark following so my question specifically is do you think that having shows with genres and characters like this is a simply a way that adults can just relive the fantasy of their youth in a creative way with a twist or should it only specifically be geared towards kids and because it should be their target audience? Or do you think it's something, um, it could be turned to something more serious where adults could then maybe to pursue further enjoyment instead of watching a show that they've seen already, they might try um, finding a child online that they could um, pursue and potentially have sex and therefore ruin that child's life. I would like to know your perspective on this, because it is quite interesting. I have been thinking about about it for quite a while, actually. I know that a couple of these shows as well are also uh, very serious. So instead of just being geared towards kids, they were geared more towards an adult adult audience. So it's strange seeing a show about school kids and teenagers and even younger kids do extremely violent things with almost an R rating, aiming towards an adult audience. I'm not sure about this. What do you think? Thanks. I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, can't wait to see more. I think it's an excellent question. Look, there's nothing wrong with anime 
as a creative art form, as entertainment. You see people engage in this at Comic-Con, and there are entire communities devoted to it. And I think for the most part, it's harmless. But you do take the risk, not in just this genre, but in others, when you create a highly sexualized environment around a juvenile character. And I think it's a fine line. It's a hard thing to legislate, really. But I think anytime you're sexualizing an image of a child, it's wrong and potentially harmful and potentially could cause the victimization of a child. It's like the old Supreme Court ruling, you know, pornography when you see it, illegal pornography. And so I guess it really is one of those things that comes down to the parents. And you try not to expose your children to overly sexualized images of inappropriately aged characters, whether cartoons, anime, or in real life. And I guess the more disturbing part of this is are adults getting motivated to offend because of this? I know there's a link between child pornography and sexual offenses by adults targeting children. But I'm I'm less sure of the danger of anime. So I think it's an interesting discussion. I think it's important to be aware of it but I'm not sure it's that easy to legislate. Interesting topic, though. Thanks for that question. We are working on a couple of potential interviews with predators I've caught. I'm encouraged by conversations I had this week. I was chasing around an alleged financial predator today in New York City at the federal courthouse, Tracy Hutsana who is going to be the focus of an upcoming investigative documentary on True Blue, our streaming crime network that we're premiering in November, which will be the place to find all the new predator investigations and so much more. In the meantime, you can find me at Have a Seat with Chris Hansen on YouTube, social media, Cameo. And as always, you can reach me at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.